Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk on Pirate Radio. And today I am talking to a very, very special guest who I've been looking forward to speaking to for a very long time because I'm a bit of a bit of a fangirl at this point. But uh, today I have the majestic Sarah Stone on the podcast. Sarah, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It is an absolute pleasure. Thank you for being on the show. So I, as I mentioned, I'm a bit of a fanboy at this point because I've <laughs> been admiring your art for quite some time. And uh, obviously I pop into your streams. You've likewise been to mine. And uh, I, I, I like to consider you one of my internet friends at this point. So I know who you are. But the internet, people who may be listening, don't. So who are you? <laughs> oh, you're so kind. Um, well, um... I've dabbled a bit in a lot of stuff, but mostly I just draw a whole lot. I have, like you said, I've dabbled in streaming. Um, I do illustration. I've worked in comics. I've worked in a little bit of games. Um, and I currently work in animation. So um, I just, lately, my, my brand is drawing a whole lot of robots. And that's just kind of, that's me. That's fantastic. So currently, I believe you're at Powerhouse Studio. Is that correct? Yes. And you are a storyboard animator. I'm a storyboard artist. Storyboard artist, um, okay. Yes. Okay. And I've done a little bit of cleanup animation, but um, mostly it's I'm on storyboarding and just whenever we have little lulls and we need to help out, I will do some cleanup. Okay. So how did you get there? Like, what, what were you doing before, Andal? Is that something you came into immediately after, I don't know, like, did you go to college or anything like that? I did go to art school for game art, which I found I have I have very mixed feelings about um, art school, uh, but uh, it, it was very organic. It wasn't for animation specifically, although there were some animation courses there. Uh, but I never actually, well, I guess it's kind of a long story. When I was in college, I think I wanted to be a 2D animator really bad. Okay. Um, but... I, I discovered while in college that I actually didn't have the patience for 2D animation. That's a lot of drawing the same thing right. over and over right. again. Drawing and, frames and whatnot. Oh my gosh, yeah. It, it required a stamina and a focus that I didn't possess. Um, um, and so I shifted to concept art. And, um, you know, I went in to the game industry a little bit, doing a little bit of concept art. I fell out of that, bounced between jobs, ended up in comics. And then when I was... Uh, I guess taking a bit of a break from comics, doing just a little bit of freelance, but mostly I'm trying to recover from some burnout, to be completely honest. Um, I was doing some conventions and um, I had done a Bloodborne fan comic. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I was selling those at the convention. And shockingly enough, Sam Dietz, art director of Castlevania, walked by my table and bought a copy and was like, hey. Have you ever thought of doing storyboarding? And the rest that is, is history. That is dope. That is dope. That's, that's <laughs> the exact comic, how I actually came across you um, on Twitter. Oh, amazing. So that's, that's, really, that's really cool. So with regards to, to college, because I've had a similar conversation with both artists and um, just in general with people who, who go to college, something similar happened with me. I went to college to do perhaps embarrassingly, uh, English language and English literature, but I also went to do uh, computing and media studies. And okay. I 
I had no idea where I wanted to go with my education or what, or even my career. It was like, part of me was like, go be a rock star. And then part of me was like, be an actor. Another part was be a writer. And then the hobbyist mm-hmm. in me was like, do something with computers. Cause I grew up around computers essentially. So mm-hmm. whilst I was in, in college, my lecturer for computer uh, or for computing rather, as we call it, which is basically computer science and programming. He absolutely gotcha. murdered my like enthusiasm for that oh, no. career path. And I ended up just dropping out of computing. I still dabble, like obviously I work as an IT tech engineer currently, and I obviously do a lot of things involving making media assets and whatnot. And of course, sure. streaming with computers, but all enthusiasm for programming was something that was killed for me. And likewise, back in high school, I was uh, studying art as one of the chosen subjects. I I found studying art almost killed my enthusiasm to take that as a career because I don't know what it's like over in the States, but in the UK, at least when I was studying for GCSEs, the idea of your art lessons was to mimic another artist's like another mm. famous artist, and then mm-hmm. write down why you chose to mimic them rather than improving on your own skills. And I just thought that was the most ass-backwards way to, you know, to improve someone's art skills. And again, that because of that, it, it killed my, my passion for going into a career in that direction. Is that something similar for you in that case when you went and studied it at uh, art school? Yeah, I actually um, experienced something fairly similar to that. Um, I... I feel like I got into quite a, 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 a few little little stubborn matches in my um, art school because I felt like they were trying to push all their 2D art basically to imitate other popular concept artists at the time. Because, you know, there's just like a concept art style that yeah. is popular and everyone kind of imitates the same person. Um, and I felt like that was really short-sighted because... Yeah. Like there are uh, thousands of other also imitators who will probably be better than you at that. And it just sounded, I I wasn't a fan. I didn't really yeah. like the idea of like, like giving up my identity in order to just become another, you know, right. yeah. clone of some other popular concept artist. Um, and like, there's a part of me that understands, I guess, to a degree why, why, why these professors or instructors feel like they have to do that. But at the other, other end, I feel like it's, um, it's, it's almost counterintuitive, isn't it? Because obviously you do art as a form of expression for you. Obviously there are directions right. you want to take it professionally. So by all yeah, means, Yeah, this is commercial techniques. art. Yeah. And we have to sell ourselves. But I feel like it's a really bad way to sell ourselves as like, I'm like the 250th person that also draws like Feng Tzu, you know? Yeah, because it, it would so. work perhaps in, in other mediums where it's like, this works, do this. Of course, do that because mm-hmm. you want to be successful. But when it's here, express yourself, but express yourself like they are already expressing themselves kind of thing. It's like, well, what makes me unique? <laughs> Yeah, why aren't they gonna hire just hire that person that does it? That's that's always going to be ahead of the curve because they're adapting and growing as a person and evolving their identity. But you're just a shadow, like forever. Exactly. Yeah. So it seems to be pretty much like that across the board in in the the realm of art and art school and 
like lessons in various uh, academia. So I'm glad that it wasn't just me being a bit of a dickhead <laughs> kind of thing. And it was, oh, it's no. a shared, it's a shared thing. It's a shared experience. They also poo pooed all over anime art um, and said it was a dead end. But look who's working on an really? anime. So. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it clearly had no idea what they were talking about. But um, one of, one of the reasons I was actually really excited to have you on the show is because obviously a lot of people I have on the show are predominantly streamers. And it's obviously a profession in in this case that I'm quite intimate with and quite familiar with. So a lot of the, the subjects that we talk about are things I already really am quite informed on. Whereas what you do is completely alienate, uh, alien to me, but something I'm very, very interested in. So what is it like to be a, uh, a storyboard artist, you said, was it? Yeah. Yeah, what's um... it like? What, what what exactly well, do you do? Okay, well, I this I think changes depending on the production or the studio that you work with, but I can kind of expo- like describe what it's like to work on Castlevania at least. Okay. Um, um, even within Powerhouse, I think the 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 process sometimes changes depending on the show. But yeah. um, you know, we get we get scripts, and if we're lucky, we should get records of the voice actors. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically your job is to read the script, listen to the takes, visualize the scene, and then communicate that scene through drawings as you best envision it. Like you're plotting out what the show will look like, um, in black and white, just first roughly like picking shots, doing the character acting doing the timing on you know they wait in between like talking you know if they walk how long are they walking um if they're fighting sometimes got to figure out how they're fighting um stuff like that and uh your job is to refine and solidify that vision of how you see that happening you know obviously go through approvals director approvals lead approvals um producer approvals and then that is what's sent to the animation team to eventually turn it into what you watch. Right. Okay. So it's it's almost like you, you obviously you've got people who write the script and the story, but you're essentially writing the visuals. And you essentially like chore- yeah. choreographing the the scene as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's you're picking the camera shots. You get to be like the cinematographer and kind of like each character actor. Right. Like all their expressions, their um, their their body language—that's all chosen by you, and um, it's your job to sell like what they're saying and what they're feeling and what they're doing. That's that's amazing. I'm actually smiling like a complete twat right now because <laughs> Castlevania is like one of my favorite animes um, since Aww. since um, it first came out. It, like when I was at TwitchCon, um, not last year but the year before in San Jose. I stayed an mm-hmm. extra day so I could binge it because it basically came out during <laughs> uh, oh, TwitchCon. So I... I stayed an extra day to watch it in my Airbnb. <laughs> oh, that's so, yeah, amazing. So that's fantastic that you actually basically, essentially wrote in some ways what was happening in the, in the anime. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, like, clearly we get scripts, but Powerhouse is responsible, like, for a surprising amount of, like, character and personality and, mm. like, just kind of, like, um like feeling that goes into um what you eventually see on screen okay um 
it's it's really it's really awesome how much you get to inject of yourself and like you know uh, Sam is really wonderful and you know everyone has been wonderful to to work with to like make sure that you feel like you have a bit of ownership over your scenes right. and like um get to yeah just really really hmm, I don't know how to put it just just own it a little yeah. bit make it your yeah. own kind of thing mm-hmm. that's really cool so obviously when i because i follow sam on twitter i think he predominantly focuses in on uh trevor i believe so do you focus he, on a particular character or um he so he's animation director so he honestly touches everything right. um probably he has a very so he has such a distinct style and like um we're all trying to emulate how he draws so a lot of the times he will you know make a pass on a lot of stuff to make sure that it's kind of in line with how he sees it um in season three i did handle a lot of um hector and lenore scenes right i I was able to kind of like (laughs) i was able to kind of carry their story from beginning to end which was really nice i didn't do all of them but i did a majority of them and it was really, it was nice for me because I got used to drawing them. Um, it was also nice because I was able to like kind of know where they were emotionally and mentally, like, you know, where we are in the, in, in their arc, because I was so intimately uh, aware of like everything they were doing because right. I boarded it all. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So Le- it was nice. Lenore is like one, one of my favorite baddies. I love Lenore. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Lenore. <laughs> like, full, She's so full, good. Full disclosure fancy the pants off her well i i would be her pet a hundred percent i'm down Same. i'm down she can step on me it's good <laughs> so obviously you're at powerhouse now do you have any visions for the future now you, that you've been doing it for a number of seasons that you'd like is it something that you want to go up the ladder in at powerhouse for example or would you look at maybe doing your own studio or just going freelance eventually or uh, this is an interesting question because I find myself at this crossroads actually like at this very moment. As of basically this week, I've decided actually to take like a brief hiatus from Pyrohouse. I'm like off for a couple months, like okay. while we're um kind of between some productions. I I don't know how much I can say, but yeah, basically I, I just kinda of decided that I wanted to take a couple months off. Yeah. There were some health reasons. There were also just some you know, this year's just been uh, a ride. Mm-hmm. Um and then also, I just kind of wanted to spend some time focusing on my own thing and see how um, that fared for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, really in love with Powerhouse. I've loved so much about working there. I've learned so much, um, and I adore the team and the studio. Um, but I also have so much ambition for my own property and trying to get it um into something that can both sustain me and that i can just share with more people i guess so which i think is only natural um, as an artist that you want to show the world what you can do yeah something completely yours so i i I get yeah so i appreciate that i have like a really good relationship with powerhouse that i can you know take off for a couple months and be like yeah i'm just gonna like i don't know go draw some really horny robots for a bit (laughs) um and they're like yeah cool go ahead power to you go get it yeah (laughs) yeah that's cool that's cool so 
leading on from that, I suppose we should address the giant horny robot in the room. Um, <laughs> what led you down that path? How did you decide or come across that you really like drawing extraordinarily handsome robots fucking? Like, <laughs> where, did, where did that come from, you know? Um, it was a, it was a journey. It's a journey that I feel like I've only sort of realized and embraced like very late in my life um in the past couple of years i want to say right i want to say i've always low-key crushed on robots since i was young conti from flcl i think lit a flame in me that i kind of tried to suppress and didn't understand right okay um daft punk that sort of stuff i'm always like why do i find these people more attractive than regular people i don't i don't super get it um the daft punk one i've seen come up a lot a lot of people fancy daft punk and i was always like is it the helmets <laughs> kind of thing it's the yeah it's the inhumanness for me like right. i mean clearly they are actually human but the mm. the 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 fantasy of inhumanness for me is the and the lack of the moment you take away like facial features for me like right. on anything it just becomes like 10 times more appealing okay um <laughs> but I descended into robot hell basically through Transformers and like other, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of what else it might've been, but um, Transformers was a, was a big proponent of it. And then I sort of realized that I guess these properties weren't entirely, they weren't filling the exact hole in my heart that I had. Right. And I had to, I had to, put into the world what i wanted to see so that's where mine came from and you know that's that's where i go right and it, i think it's safe to say that what you've put out into the world a lot of people like what you're selling <laughs> to be honest <laughs> obviously i i recall initially when you're like should i make a separate twitter should, you know robots and should i do it oh, i don't know maybe now I was just like, like <laughs> fucking do it kind of thing. And then you did. And now it's got how many followers? Oh, I haven't checked in a while. I haven't posted in a while, so it's kind of slowed down. Let, let me let me see. I think the exact I want to say it was around is, 70 somewhere. Say, 70k. I think the exact number yeah, is 71k. A great many is what I'm gonna say. A <laughs> great really many. Astonishing. And it's done really, really, really well. Like in in terms of um i suppose fetish and stuff like that it's i don't really have a thing for robots but i still really really enjoy that art that you do and i think it's the style Thank in particular you. that i'm fond of so occasionally i'll just look at it and be like that's actually really pretty like um you may already recall my phone uh background for the past three years has been one or the other of some various art you've done safe for work art because obviously i've got to take my phone <laughs> yes. out in public places but it's 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 usually like that i had the um the rain scene i think for about oh, yeah. a year and a bit and the current, umbrella. yes and the yeah. current scene is uh ratio and valance in the arcade and it's been yes. that, it's been that one for quite a while so, yeah. so has it taken you by surprise that you're like you know what fuck it i'm gonna give this robot a penis i'm gonna roll with it and <laughs> We're going to see what the world thinks. And has it surprised you how they've reacted to it? Infinitely. Um, yeah, no, it's, um, it, um, it's one of those things where, I mean, I don't know how, like, how, how deep you want me to go into this, but my whole, like, 
uh, attraction to robots, I think is kind of fairly tied into like my self discovery about like my um, like asexuality. Mm -hmm. And so it's like kind of um, it's, it's, it's a personal thing, but it's also, it's kind of an isolating thing when you kind of realize that you function a little differently. You're not attracted to the same things everyone else is. And um, you, you're missing something um, that you kind of, you know, for 30 years of your life, you're just kind of be like, it's, it's got it like, I'll like, it'll, it'll happen sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll feel this thing that everyone says I'm going to feel eventually. Um, and you just kind of realize you never do. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be kind of isolating and um, doing robots and lace weirdly. I never expected it, but it, it really uh, connected me with a bunch of other people who do feel the same way that I do. Right. Like not only are they attracted to robots, but I found out that they are attracted to my robots for the same reasons that I am. And it's mm-hmm. because, you know, they feel this aceness and this fantasy and these non human entities that feel safe and comforting to them, you know? Right. So, so what initially started as just like a, an emotional output, you ended up finding yeah. quite a lot of solace in from like-minded people. Yeah. I found a, like a, a community of people who shared interests and like, uh, like life experience. So it was, it's been really touching. That's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that you've been able to find that as well. God, it's like the last thing I expected from doing a horny side blog. <laughs> something that was just a pet project. And is that right. perhaps something that you're looking to take forward then? Uh, it is something that I am, I, I really want to do more with. Um, not just the 18 plus side of it specifically, but mm. like it, just the, the characters and, and the the world in general, like I want to see like where I can go with it. If I can devote the entirety of myself to it, you know, for a couple months. Yeah. And like, expand uh, upon it kind of thing. Right. Like for the last couple of years, it's been what I do when I come home from work. Mm-hmm. Um, and storyboarding is a very creatively kind of demanding job. Right. Um, like you're thinking so hard about how you want to convey these scenes all the time. Like, which shot is best? Um, have I overused that shot? Like, and what will it lead um, into, kind of thing? What will it lead into? What am I foreshadowing? Um, my gosh, there's just there's so many. Like, how do I want them to like behave while they're talking about this? Right. Or you know, even if it's you know more challenging, uh, like a fight scene. Like, how do I want them to fight? Like, I don't get a ton of fight scenes since I handled a lot of like Lenore and um, Hector in season three. But right. like, it's it's something that wouldn't you come home you're kind of like already tapped a little bit right and it's like i don't want to think too much especially about sequentials i don't want to think about sequentials at all right i want to just draw two robots kissing and then go to bed (laughs) right so (laughs) and it's just like okay Um, here's the scene let's set it yeah like i want to put as little brain work as possible like i'll just i'll look for like the easiest denominator kind of art to get something out and like scratch that itch of like i want to do something that's mine um and kick it out the door so i'm just yeah i'm just excited to see what i can maybe do if i have more energy that's cool that's cool because i i've always been a hobbyist when it comes to art so i actually occasionally find it really difficult to come up with original characters i always have to try and base it on something Mm-hmm. And it, I find it is something that I'm, you know, gradually improving upon. But um, 
I think it's fascinating sometimes, like when, I, when I've watched you stream, is that you're literally like, okay, I'm going to do Revenant with his arm around Octane, and he's going to have cat ears briefly, because let's roll with that. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to, like that sponsored piece, I'm going to do some random cute girl sat in the lap of a robot with a reindeer head mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I'm sat there watching or listening more often than not uh, to the stream. And I'll be working on my own piece. Like um, I'm currently doing that Pirate Queen piece. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. Yes. Yes, I have. And I'm like, she's looking straight at me. What do I do now? <laughs> thing. Like, it's like, okay, I've never drawn dreadlocks. How should I do them? Straight oh, down to man. the ground and things like that. So I, I find it fascinating that it seems to come so naturally to you. I imagine it's obviously some skill has been gained over practicing for a long time. Like you've been doing art, I presume, since your teens. Yeah, I mean, and like, you know, to to lift the veil a little bit and make it seem a little less magical than it is, there's, there's often a bit of brain work that happens that I do before I even start streaming, um, where I'm like, I don't know how to, like, I have to draw a girl and a, a deer robot together in a Christmas thing and I'll like sit there for two days trying to think of like a cool composition before I even start streaming so so sometimes it's not so easy and um like the Revenant and Octane one I think I did pull that one out of my ass but like I was like fan art so I was like "Eh, it's fine um it was dope though to be fair (laughs) that's good I'm glad but yeah like a lot of the times um I do feel like as I've grown older i actually spend more time thinking about what i want to draw and trying to find a perfect composition or an idea or just a way to frame it in a new new and unique way Mm. than i used to where when i was younger i would just spit anything out on a page i think right um almost almost to a fault i feel like this is something that i like overanalyze and overthink about nowadays it's actually something that i'm trying to like release myself from a little bit where i'll get caught in the thinking phase right and then get so tired of it that i just end up never executing it or i overthink it to the point where like i everything has to be like i i hype everything up to where it has to be like a finished masterpiece I mean, I can't just draw something for the sake of drawing something. Yeah. Like everything. And it's like, oh, you've done that um, composition before. Oh, you've done that pose before. Oh, you've used these colors before. And I have to remind myself constantly that, you know, like that's called having like a stylistic like, right, yeah. preference. Like it's okay. Um, <laughs> I think there's like that Twitter meme that's going on right now where it's just like no one was ever like, oh no, Agatha Christie wrote about another murder. Like, right. that's what they're there for. They want it. Um, and I I forget that a lot of the times. And I always think I have to be new and interesting. And it's like, yes, it's good to push yourself. But like, mm. clearly, like, don't get so caught up on it that you don't produce, I guess. Right. Yeah. I, and I, I can sort of understand that myself because uh, w- whenever I draw something, I always find that I'll look at it but like, okay, it's finished. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, it bloody isn't what are you talking about. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll completely change something or go over it again and be like, okay, here's layer 322 and then <laughs> like amend it kind of thing. Yeah. Like when, when I was doing the dreadlocks, I was like, okay, that's good. And I was like, no, it needs to, it needs to look 
a lot more realistic. I made the lips super realistic. I now need to make the dreadlocks super realistic. Oh, like, gosh. I, I, I was really conscious of disappointing like, my black friends, basically. And I was no. just like, I have to make it perfect. Um, and likewise for the cornrows and stuff. So I, I definitely have that problem. I do find myself both challenged but also intimidated by new styles though like when i had to make my emotes for the stream i was like i don't know how to do chibi shit what oh, the hell my. kind of thing and i, I like something so simple took me hours to get the first one right once i got the first one right i was like cool i'm happy and then i could do uh -huh. more but getting that first oh, one right great. i hated it <laughs> kind oh, of thing. And boy you, i feel you did you find it was difficult to change your style or do you, do you find a desire to occasionally do that and it's I, I struggle doing anything different um i feel like um like i recently did like some kind of like quote-unquote chippy type illustrations for my characters to yeah. like do like acrylic keychains and stuff like that and yeah. then i also did emotes and um my brain just feels like it's breaking like the entire time um like i have to f I, it required so many iterations of me like being like no like the head actually has to still be bigger um yeah it's like this is proportionally incorrect but anyway you have to like you have like it actually will look better if you if you make it more incorrect like you yeah. have to keep pushing it we like you need to make it bigger kind of thing it's it's got to be like you have to it has to look intentional like you can't mm. look like you were like afraid of doing it um it's so hard for me and like emotes are hard as hell like getting something readable like within like i don't know like how much is it like 32 by 32 pixels i hate it yeah i mean thankfully i think they automatically reduce it but i do they do now thank gosh yeah initially you had to draw it yourself um it's 28 by 28 i believe for the smallest oh one. god what vexes me the most is it's barely used anywhere in fact i think the one place it is used is desktop which blows my bulb that it uses the <laughs> desktop one, which is 28 by 28 for uh, desktop, which is where you're most likely to have the capacity to have a higher resolution. But you're on fucking mobile with the 72 pixel version. It's like, what? Why? Why does this ha exist? That angers me so much. Twitch, if you ever hear this, I hate you. <laughs> kind of thing. But because like, you can make something in, in 72 by 72 or 128, uh, I believe it is, for bits or um, the badges. I think it's one or the other. And then mm -hmm. it's like, okay, it looks fabulous. Let's see what it looks like in 28 by 28 and you're like i hate it i hate Abysmal. all of it deletes throw yeah. the computer out the window <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's the worst um i uh working small has never been um, a strength of mine things i used to do it a little bit when i was younger um mm -hmm. back when i was a kid and uh still talking to my father we used to partake in a uh formula one fantasy league and he would have me make the textures for the cars for our little team that we oh, did so we, we, we had our all our own teams and stuff so i was used to essentially doing pixel art so i had to make stuff that if it was zoomed in to its actual resolution would look like mm -hmm. complete bollocks but because it was on a car and substantially smaller the uh -huh. smaller version would look realistic so amazing like we would do like fake ford logos or fiat logos and ferrari logos things like that and if you actually had it at the correct resolution you'd look at it like it's just a splodge of yellows and black squares but if you zoomed it down <laughs> it suddenly made sense so it was really weird oh, trying wow. to reverse engineer that to make it look both good small but good big as well and oh. it blew, just blew my mind and i hated it <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a mood. But thankfully, uh, I don't have to make that many emotes at the moment, so I can just chill and relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, no more, please. Obviously, whilst we're talking about streaming, you, of course, uh, do stream. How long have you been streaming for? Because I know it's been on and off, but when did you initially start? I think I initially started a batch of streaming like three years ago. Right. Um, it was It was super casual, like, I would do some commissions and I would just happen to turn the stream on while I was doing them. Uh, but I, I actually stopped when I got hired to work on Castlevania um, because I moved to Austin and then I had horrible internet for a year. So I couldn't even dream of streaming. And then um, the year after that, I took way too much freelance and I don't know, I was just like tired as heck and didn't even think about it and um, picked it up again recently. Actually, weirdly enough, didn't even really attend intend to. I just had, um, <laughs> there was, there was a bit of a, a meme going on with another stream that I hang out in where a whole bunch of them realized that I actually had a couple of moats. Right. And they all just like, for the meme, subscribed to me so they could use the emote. So I had like 20 people subscribe to me out of nowhere right. when I don't, when I haven't streamed for three years. And, um... And so they could use my emotes and support me. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, <laughs> I never stream, but maybe I should actually stream. Um, I have the net for it now. And like, I happened to be like on a bit of a holiday. So I was like, yeah, let's, I guess let's try it out. And you enjoying it? And it's, it's very enjoyable, actually. I was really, really scared because admittedly, and I'm sure you have also realized this, I'm like a huge hermit and extremely introverted i have a like a, a socialization limit that is extremely extremely easy to fill and i i i get worn out really quickly right um so like i can i can go days and days without seeing a soul and i am super happy right. um and i was a little I was a little scared and intimidated by streaming because it's, you know, like all the streamers I watch, they're so good, you know, like you included, so good at like interacting with people and making them feel welcome and um, just being engaging and um, fun to be around with. Like it's like the closest thing that in this hell year of 2020 and quarantine have, it's, it's kept me like sane and feeling like I've actually almost been able to hang out with people a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, and I, that's such a like precious thing I feel this year, but um, that at the same time was really intimidating because I was like, I don't really think that I can do that. And I still don't really think that I, I do to the same capacity, but I, at least, you know, I can play some <laughs> chill, no copyright lo-fi and draw for a while. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, not too bad. I, what, like when, when I follow uh, streamers, there's, there's generally a batch of streamers that I, I avoid, which is like you're very excitable, very loud, you know, your XQCs oh, yeah. of the world, things like that. that that's mm -hmm. just not a vibe that, you know, I, well, as the kids say, vibe with, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just not something I enjoy. Um, I've got some streamers that I will consistently go and see who I find very uplifting, are very genuine, not like, yeah. here's this over-the-top positivity bullshit kind of thing it's just i'm here but right. i'm fun i'm here to have a good time and be sincere um so there's, there's friends of mine like uh katie peters plays uh joliet fall are two examples uh chris so clever these are all people who i can consistently go and see and partake in the chatting because uh, i this again 
when I'm in that mood, th those are the, the sort that I just like to hang out in. Then there are streams such as yours that I find very similar to mine in some ways, especially when I'm doing art, where I can just relax, where I don't feel yeah. obligated to speak and I can just listen. Um, sometimes I'll see, I, I will be actively watching what you're drawing, but a lot of time I'll put you on whilst I'm doing something else, like I'm working, for example, and I can just enjoy the conversations you're having with your chat, the lo-fi tunes, glance across occasionally, be astounded by what suddenly appeared when five minutes there wasn't a face and suddenly there is and it's perfect and i'm like what the hell how did you do this kind of thing um, but yeah so like i i think you are filling in a niche that a lot of people don't really get to enjoy and a lot of people don't actually do well because what some people interpret as chill or wants to be chill is, is just dead <laughs> it's just kind of like oh they're, they're not really they're not really talking they're just perpetually drawing or whatnot and you know some folks aren't made to be streamers at the end of the day but i think you you carry it very very well that you provide this atmosphere that is relaxed it's fun it like the conversation can go towards hentai and it won't become crazy and <laughs> over the top but it, you know you can you can have a laugh about it or you can yeah. just be talking about um was it xp pen who you were doing the sponsored oh yeah work for mm -hmm. so you can talk about how you came across them as a sponsor and whatnot and things like that and it just feels very fluid and very relaxed and it's a great atmosphere so i think you discredit yourself <laughs> so don't do that because you're fabulous well that's very kind of you i'm i'm relieved to hear it i'm 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 still a baby streamer and i feel very insecure about my streaming but i'm i'm hoping with more time it'll it'll feel more natural i i, I have full confidence in you i have full confidence oh, thank you so with regards to obviously the potential future do you see streaming in it because obviously i know you're looking at getting your shop obviously back up and running as you have now are you looking to perhaps promote via your stream or maybe go back to conventions when the lord of satan ends or, or <laughs> the year that's led by satan rather ends or i do like integrating streaming with my workflow it's been really nice um i i don't foresee it becoming like a full-time thing ever mostly mm. because like, I, you know, a, a good 50% of my work, I would say, is not Twitch terms of service friendly. Right, so right, yeah. I can't. <laughs> um, but uh, when I am working on stuff like fan art or the Safe for Work Robots and my stuff, then I'm happy to stream and it's really nice. Um, I, I definitely, like, for now, I, I intend to keep doing it. It's been really nice. It's been, like, a really great way to, like, you know, have a little bit of company while I'm drawing, keep me on task too, that helps. But yeah, like I think been working on my shop. I have a Kickstarter that I have planned that I have postponed so many times. Do it. Um <laughs> because of <Do> it. <laughs> because of this hell year. Um but I'm really hoping that like now that I um have my full attention on my own stuff, I can finally devote the time to getting that up and running. But yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I can only assume dress shirts are included in that Kickstarter somehow. <laughs> I, uh, I, I wish, but uh, probably not. Oh, sadness. <laughs> Seriously, if, you, <laughs> Maybe. If, if your artwork was on a dress shirt, I would wear it all the time. <laughs> I have been looking into um, a local screen printer, so it's not out of the question. Right. Um, that, would be, that would be really neat to do. Is there any projects that you've got in mind 
if you don't mind disclosing, of course, that hmm. really excites you, like where you want to take your art in terms of like maybe merch or some kind of product or even a service, perhaps, who knows? Is there anything that you've got in your head that perhaps even intimidates you a little bit, but you're, you're really wanting to dive into? I think I'm mostly excited about the Kickstarter. I, I, it's, it's really silly because it's, you know, it's going to be a collection of, of, of adult robot material. Um, okay. But I want it to be the most glitzy and classy collection of adult robot material that anyone's ever <laughs> seen. I don't know. I just want gold foil on everything. I want it to be like classy, like, I don't know, like shirt cuffs or like enamel pins and just like metal and gold on everything. I don't know. I'm i i'm really excited about what we can do with it and um i don't know i just i've i've had this weird fascination with adult material that is that just has that sort of like black classy sheen all over everything right. like the metallics and the um you know obviously these are like very chic sexy robots mm. and I just I'm, I'm want just, to like i'm just vogue in a way <laughs> yeah just just you know i want it to feel expensive um, mm. and um i don't know that's just like the whole um vibe that i've 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 been sort of wanting to capture with like um everything in the kickstarter and i just want it to be like a really cool little package of stuff that you don't expect to be i don't know just this sort of um sci-fi mature artwork <laughs> that sounds very very cool i am actually quite looking to see to see that and i'm sure the uh 71,000 was it uh <laughs> people in horny jail are also very very <laughs> much looking forward to seeing it uh, sarah it's it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today it's In been wonderful for those who again who don't know or until now didn't know who you were where where can we find you um, the best place is probably Twitter. Um, I have a really hard time maintaining multiple social social media presences online. Um, so I tend to focus on one and only one and Twitter is that one right now. Um and that's uh my, my username would be F A Y R E N Faren. If you're looking for eighteen plus stuff, that's a little trickier. Um that one will be um robots underscore and underscore lace. Oh yeah, I guess my Twitch. My Twitch is Oh boy, it's Fahrenheit. So like F A Y R E N, like my Twitter name, and then H E I T. Fantastic. I will of course be including links in the blurb, the doobly doo, whatever you want to call it, or comments in there uh, on Twitter in the following tweets. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you again, Sarah, for being on the show today. Once again, it's been an absolute pleasure, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye bye. Thank you.